Since its beginning in 1886 as a novitiate normal school for the Dominican Sisters of Marywood, Aquinas College's foundation has rested on the four pillars of its Dominican tradition, prayer, study, community, and service. These core values have made the institution what it is today and intertwine in every aspect of life at Aquinas. Our college lives out the pillar of community every day in the residence halls, classrooms, outdoors, and in every building on campus. An important aspect of community is rooted in our school spirit and can easily be seen in our mascot, fight song, and the spirit rock. When we think of a symbol for our school spirit at Aquinas, many of us probably conjure up images of a familiar furry friend. Nelson, our school mascot, is a Saint Bernard, appropriate for a team named the Saints. However, Nelson is a relatively new addition to our school community. Ryan Wendt, who is part of the Aquinas Historical Commission and also a staff member on campus, says, And I mentioned before, obviously, 1940 is when we changed our name to Aquinas College. So with that, they had a contest to try to come up with a new nickname. But by the time basketball season started in November, there was no nickname for Aquinas College. We did not pick one. So a Grand Rapids sports writer actually just dubbed us the Tommies because of St. Thomas Aquinas. And that name just kind of stuck on there. They never finished the contest, and the people apparently were happy with the name Tommies. So um, there is actually a newspaper article on it, which I found downtown, that says this is the first game for the Aquinas College Tommy, dubbed the Tommies because, of course, of St. Thomas Aquinas. So we were the Tommies from, 19, obviously, 1940 until 77. But in the 1970s was when the name changed. They really wanted to change the name. Uh, a lot of the African-American players did not like the nickname. Obviously, they were, be call they were being called Uncle Toms. And uh, it was, the term was more derogatory and things like that. So there was another contest. 1975-76, they had a contest. Uh, it was open to, obviously, the entire Aquinas College community to vote on to vote on a new nickname. The three finalists, I think, were Crusaders, Dominicans, and then, of course, Saints. And then, obviously, as you know, Saints was the winner. And so that would have been in 1977 is when we became the Aquinas College Saints, and we are officially no longer the Tommies. Eventually, the college changed their athletics team name to the Saints, but still had no mascot. In 1990, it was decided that the campus needed a mascot, quote, to help boost school morale as it reads in an article from The Saint from that year. Aquinas then adopted the Gipper, a large squirrel-like animal who wore a red shirt with a large white A on the front. The article boasts that the mascot will be the first Aquinas secret. No one will know who the mascot is, and the mascot can never talk while in costume. Even though our mascot isn't the Gipper anymore, who is behind the mascot remains one of the best-kept secrets at Aquinas. The idea to change the Gipper started with the Student Activities Office and Programming Board. Dave Wynandy, current communication professor, was also a special assistant to the Provost for Campus Life. And the mascot before this was, it was just janky. It was just horrible. The <laughs> costume itself, it was just, it was just disgusting. And it was like a squirrel thing or something. And I'm like, what does that have to do with the saints, or even if we go further back when they used to be called the Tommies, like what does that have to do with any of this? And they were like, oh, well, there's squirrels on campus. I'm like, there's squirrels everywhere. I don't, ugh. It, and it was hard actually to even convince people to be the Gipper because the, the outfit, you just, those outfits, you get very, very hot 
inside them and that type of thing. And so I said, okay, what are we going to do? Let's do something big. Let's, let's get a new mascot. They decided on a St. Bernard because of our name, the Saints. However, student activities wanted to give him a name of his own. Inspired by then-President Paul Nelson, who was beloved and retiring that year, Dave and the Student Activities Board thought of the perfect name. And so I said, well, let's get a St. Bernard costume and we'll, we'll name it Nelson after Paul Nelson. And so I remember it was at, I don't remember if it was a faculty and staff thing, but I remember we were in the ballroom and we introduced the campus to the new campus mascot that was being named after Paul, that was Nelson. And everybody got up and cheered, but it wasn't because the mascot, it was because everybody loved Paul Nelson. And so they were all like, oh, what a great way to, you know, for him to live on and all this. And I thought, you don't understand. We just changed the school mascot. Now, not only can you find Nelson walking around campus at events or games, but his face is on much of the athletic gear and clothing items found in the bookshop. He recently underwent a rebranding in 2019, changing his face shape and adding a barrel at his collar. The Athletics website describes the new logo as representative of, quote, the powerful, strong, and intelligent nature that is characteristic of the St. Bernard breed. Another visual representation of school spirit here on campus is the Spirit Rock, if you're walking from the east to the west side of campus, you may pass it, nestled between the trees and the walkways in front of the academic building. The large rock is usually painted with some sort of advertisement, whether it's an upcoming event, a congratulation to a sports team, or just a simple Go Saints. It has been on our campus since 2009, when the Student Senate decided it would be a great way to bring a new sense of community and tradition to Aquinas. A 2009 article from The Saint states that the rock is essentially going to be a new, paintable promotion medium for students, clubs, organizations, and really anyone on campus. Dave Wynandy says the original idea was that anyone would be able to paint the rock. I wanted people just to be able to write on it if they wanted to, like, you know, go Saints or whatever. And then we would still have supplies there, but I didn't want it to be so like, you have to, only campus life can do it, and you have to apply to have something written and da, da 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 and we did that in the beginning and I, everyone was afraid later that people would write something disgusting or whatever and they never did no one ever did and it was always like one team would be like the men's cross-country team would write something inspirational to the women's cross-country team and then like two days later it would be painted over by you know such and such and it became something that kids did in the, the middle of the night. Originally, the rock sat outside the moose, and it is said that players used to touch the rock for luck before sports games, when making the trek to the field. Ryan Went recounts how the moose used to be a locker room of sorts. The carriage house at that time when we got the spirit rock, which I think was around 2008 or 9, the carriage house was kind of used as a locker room. And so when the soccer players would leave the carriage house, they would go by the spirit rock and touch it, you know, as kind of a tradition before they took the field. <clears throat> the issue was that the carriage, because the carriage house was kind of getting turned into locker room, and it was just getting dirty in here, and uh, smelly, and people were not, the guys were yelling and trying to pump each other up, they kind of decided we cannot allow athletes in here anymore, because this is, it's, it's not, it's just kind of demolishing the, the carriage house. 
So when that happened, they decided to move the Spirit Rock because that was no longer in that location as far as the tradition anymore. So they actually moved it over to where the chapel's at right now. So it was actually where the chapel was. And then, of course, when we started construction of the chapel, then they moved it over and then moved it to its current location. The Spirit Rock now finds its home in the heart of campus, between A.B. and Home Dean. Now covered with countless layers of paint, it's a great way to spread school spirit. Although the rock originally was a free-for-all in terms of who could paint it, now you have to apply online to do so. It's mainly used as a promotional tactic for clubs on campus. Bridget Bale, the student event coordinator for the Student Activities and Orientation Office, among many other roles, is in charge of the Spirit Rock and often even paints it herself. So if you want to have your club publicized on the rock, you can just fill out a form on Engage. Like if you have an event, or I know like the theater department likes to paint it whenever they have a show, but I like to keep it painted so it doesn't say like Merry Christmas in March, just in case nobody signed up for it. So yeah, I you can catch me out there with bottles of spray paint. It's fun. It was on my AQ bucket list. I have one of things I want to accomplish before I graduate, and then I did it for the first time in August. I helped paint it for like the welcome back. And then it just kind of finally, like, slowly became like, oh, Bridget will paint the rock. And it's like, yeah, I enjoy it. Besides the sites that inspire school spirit, like Nelson or the Spirit Rock, there's a particular sound that rings true, especially at sporting events. Although there were Aquinas alma mater songs going as far back as the 1930s, the first school fight song appeared in the archives almost 60 years ago. Okay, I guess 61 technically would be considered the first school song that I actually found. And that, was, and that was posted in the basketball program. After that, they had a contest. The contest was in 64. So 64 was when they came up with the official fight song. The fight song was recently revamped again in 2018, when Aquinas hosted yet another contest to replace the old, rarely used fight song from the 1960s. Students, alumni, faculty, and staff got to work composing lyrics to ignite Aquinas school spirit. The winner of the contest ended up being Aquinas Music Department's very own chair, Barbara McCarger. An Aquinas alum herself, Barbara says she took inspiration from iconic phrases at Aquinas, as well as University of Michigan's Hail to the Victors, and even her own high school fight song. What I did was approach it like putting a puzzle together. You've got the melody, so you know the number of syllables, you know how it has to fit. And I thought it was kind of an interesting flow of text because it, it wasn't just the ordinary but up it 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 just wasn't going to be like that when you um, check out the melody so I thought okay <laughs> gotta figure this out so I figured out how many lines there were and how many notes whatever and then I had this other chart where I came up with Aquinas phrases, like iconic things at Aquinas. What do we say? What do we do? What do we believe? Um, who are we? And I began to feel very, very good being a community member right here on campus, that I was exposed to all of this, whereas maybe the alum who graduated six years ago wasn't quite up to speed on everything, or maybe someone from longer ago. So I was feeling, I've got a lot of, of great things to work with here. So I, you know, Dominican pillars, I wrote down, um, I didn't write Nelson, I wrote, you know, Burgundy and White, you know, I had to research what are the exact names of our school colors. Um, but I, I, I look for all these kind of phrases in, in kind of iconic images in words 
so that it would be meaningful. Here is just a bit of what the new song sounds like. makes you want to cheer on the saints, huh? Aquinas has a rich history of building community. From casual friendships made in class, to events put on by the programming board, to building up our school spirit, an important part of life on campus is the community. In almost every interview I've done for this series, whether it be for prayer, study, service, or community, each person has stressed the importance of the people and the community around them. Aquinas is nothing without community and my community is nothing without Aquinas. A special thanks to each and every person who contributed to this project. The Aquinas Archivist, Aquinas Historical Commission, Communication Department, the Music Department, the Writing Center, the Advantage Center, as well as everyone who was interviewed and featured in the podcast series. It wouldn't have been made possible without the help of this wonderful Aquinas community. Thanks for listening, and go Saints!